Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody and welcome to a bonus episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and uh, I am joined by Karma, who has been covering the Negative uh, Forty Eight Convention, uh, creation of a cult, whatever you want to call it, that's happening in Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas. So, uh, Karma, I guess, give us like a rough overview uh, for everyone who's just catching up on this. Uh, give us a timeline of what's been happening and what's going on now. Um, so I believe they've been there now since just before the 31st um, of October. Um, yeah. So we've now been there for, what, nearly three weeks? 18 days. If, it was, if October 31st is when it started, then we're at 18 days. It, yep. Um, so they keep pushing the date back. So apparently everything big is now happening on the 22nd. Um, we have no idea what that which is. is the, which is the anniversary of JFK uh, Sr.'s assassination. So, of course, they would make the 22nd the big day for the next payoff. Yep. So, apparently, it's a big reveal. Um, we haven't really had any sort of information on what the reveal will be. They are talking about a ball still um, where they've been taking donations for suits and dresses for this ball. Um, so at the moment, they're all just still hanging out. They have moved hotels and have been looking for more accommodation. Um, that's kind of more permanent. Um, so yeah, I don't know. At the moment, I I think it's something to be worried about, definitely. Um, and we need to get these people home. 
So what is the uh, what, so the idea of the more permanent residence uh, that that's where the uh, the rapper prime minister plays into this. So well, that was brought up, but so far from what I'm hearing, they're looking for Airbnbs and you know something like that to stay in. Um, from what we're hearing. So, like, how big, I mean, how many people are currently trying to stay there? Because, I mean, an Airbnb, I don't think, could accommodate more than, like, 20 people, and there's, like, hundreds there, right? Yep. So, they've apparently, he split people up into categories. Um, so, people that, you know, could be hairdressers, chefs, whatever it is, and he's actually breaking them up into different groups now. Um, it's hard to get a number on how many are there. I mean, listening even to a live chat last night with Negative um, 48 talking, people were still saying they were on their way up there. So it's really hard to sort of gauge how many people are there. Uh, besides, like, your vocation, is there any other way that they're uh, dividing people? Do they have, like, a sorting hat? Can, can you be a Hufflepuff? I mean... Not, I mean, that's the only thing we've heard is like, you know, going by occupation at the moment. Yeah. Um, we haven't really, it sort of just comes in drips and drabs what we hear. Um, you know, if we're lucky, we get, it depends what mood they're in, I guess, when they spill. Because they, they believe that there's been a security breach. Um, you know, obviously the information's getting out. Um, and But at the same time, Michael is also going, I don't really care. I want them talking about us. So he sort of, you know, goes one way and then goes the other way. So he wants people to be tight-lipped about things, but on the other hand, he wants people broadcasting about what's going on in Dallas to try to draw more people in for this ball that they've had T-shirts made for where they, they're talking about the last dance. Yeah, so the T-shirts were the ones that were given to them for free um, and they had to line up for four hours just to get one. Um, and that, so a lot of them, like, lined up for apparently hours and hours to get one of those stupid T-shirts. Um, whereas the ball, they're actually using donation. well, they're asking for donations to get suits and dresses for this ball. Who even knows if there's going to be a ball? Maybe it's just a way of them you know, conning people out of more money. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So um, you sent me a bunch of audio from these uh, chats. Uh, so the first thing we're going to be hearing here is, um, I believe uh, the name of the person is Rose, and they're talking about how we need more solidarity in the movement and stuff like that and that there's too much infighting and everything's going great. I think, I think, I think you guys are just a bunch of hypocrites, the ones that used to follow Negative 48. I follow Negative 48 so closely, and I'm not one to follow people. And he never said for anybody to go anywhere. People that went wanted to be there, and this is not over. And when everything comes together, you guys are all going to feel like shit. Hey, when the, when the big payout comes out, we're all going to feel like shit. <laughs> Boy, is my face going to be red. <laughs> so, that, so that chat was um, actually taken in another. Um, so, okay. So the Dallas 
group that have come back from Dallas have made their own. They've gone to another influencer asking for their help. Um, he held a big chat so they could all discuss what happened in Dallas. She was, she is actually in Dallas, that lady right now. As you can yep. hear, she is completely, Michael is the best. Um, Michael was also in that chat, sitting there very quietly listening. So he he actually, I believe he sends them in there. He knew what was going on. He, 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 he sends people to be his surrogates to do his fighting for him. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't bother to engage on his own. No, that's, that's the second time he's done it now. So, um, and yeah, there were actually a few ladies in there that spoke up and sort of on his behalf, but we realized later on he was in there because he uses a, an account that has a woman's name and a woman's picture. Oh, that scoundrel! That absolute, that absolutely sneaky, sneaky scoundrel! And uh, I believe this is that woman continuing on in her speech, and she talks about how this is all going to get cleared up by uh, Vice President JFK Jr. Everything that was supposed to happen happened. Meaning, you know, the Trump speaks everything in code. Nothing is nothing uh, is going to be magic. And everybody, everybody that knows the movement knows that everybody was there. The Michael oh. Jackson, everybody was there. Who all was there? Just curious. Michael was there. Prince was dressed as a woman out amongst the people. Mm-hmm. Joyce, Who else? Bob Joyce was there. Bob Joyce, if you go to his channel or YouTube... Did he do he an is, interview? He talked to the people. Oh, he did? Is that he on camera? He talked to the people. My friend that lives there, I was with her. She talked to him. They have a picture together. I'm not going to go over there and bring all proof to, to you guys. But you know what? All these channels that we love Trump and we're patriots, we should unite instead of backstab each other. Yeah, so this is more of the fighting between the two sides. I think the, I missed the clip about the JFK Jr. thing, and I apologize for that. Um, yeah, so as I said, like, they've, they've so Savage was supposed to take on Michael in a live stream and kind of backed out. Um, not He didn't back out so much. He didn't have the information needed to actually take him on, I guess, at the time. Um, so... Then Michael has been calling Savage a coward. So Savage is uh, yeah. Negative forty eight, who's hiding in chat rooms with a woman's photo and a woman's name, is calling other people cowards. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so she was talking about Michael Jackson and Prince being in Dealey Plaza or wherever they were. What is that about? What has Negative 48 been saying about uh, famous dead musicians? Oh, he believes most of them were at the Rolling Stones concert. Um, there's been videos of him actually saying who was who there. Um, and others in streams were saying with him, were saying that they met Prince. And I think I even put up a picture of who they thought Prince was. It looks nothing like him. 
Um, supposedly there's two princes, one's in the hospital um, and the other one's just out walking around, you know, meeting and greeting people. Um, so, yeah, so Michael has them believing that everybody that's pretty much dead is alive and just walking around Dallas, you know. And uh, is there any actual uh, explanation for why all these famous living dead people are congregating around the city where JFK got assassinated. Uh, is, does, is there a story behind that or is it just uh, don't think about it? We're just running with this because it's uh, it's, it makes it easy for us if all of our heroes are in one location where we can see them. Yeah. Well, you know, like if you, if you look back on some of their stories, you know how they've always got, you know, Michael Jackson, he was seen with Princess Diana, so therefore, you know, they're together, they, you know, they're all in with each other and they all had the funds and everything to, you know, um, disappear but actually be alive. Um, it's sort of all along that road and I don't know how they've all congregated in Dallas, though. Um, all at the one time, while all these people are supposedly there, you know, looking for dead people. Hey, I mean, it, it makes it makes it makes all the sense in the world that it, as we've said on uh, on the regular podcast a bunch of times that JFK Jr. would show up at the site of where his father was murdered and not off the shores of Cape Cod where he died. Obviously, he'd go uh, hang out at Pop Pop's uh, graveyard instead of uh, his own. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, clip three. Oh, this is, I believe, clip three here is the uh, JFK Jr. Vice President clip that I uh, erroneously led into on the last one. So, here we go. Well, somewhere there on Facebook, and I think I, sc- I don't know if I screenshot it, and if I don't, I know where to find it. And there's a letter from the Vice President, aka JFK Jr. And one of the things that was said in this letter was that um, people will be met with resistance, you know, police or whatever, if they try to interfere. That concerned me. Because JFK Jr. would totally be passing out drug-laced gummies. Yeah, that, yeah. that would really happen. Yeah. So uh, this um, also brings us to uh, a a point that I've heard in a bunch of these clips. Uh, The woman in the first clip had talked about these gummies and had said that they were just CBD. There was really nothing to them. Uh, What is the story with the gummies? So apparently they are being handed out to people in Dallas to as a pick-me-up, basically, um, because... Michael seems to have these guys pretty much sleep deprived. Um, he keeps them up all hours of the night and apparently, you know, by her description, some of them have anxiety. Um, so he's handing out these gummies that I, I, I don't know, it kind of, I don't believe they're CBD, not the way she describes them anyway. Um but, yeah, it's kind of – I've now heard it multiple times in multiple different chats, these gummies. So, it, it, I don't know, it kind of sounds like there's some sort of drugs going on down there, but don't know exactly what it is or what they're handing them. 
Yeah, this clip uh, here is a couple of people talking about the gummies, and uh, they're not—they're uh, really not uh, in the of the belief that these gummies are uh, harmless or just THC or anything like that. They think there's a little more uh, pop to these things. Well, when they were describing uh, Kim's behaviors, they were thinking at first they were THC gummies. Let me guess something very clear: I have stage four cancer. And the behaviors they were, and I love my edibles, okay? And the behaviors they were describing was not THC in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, so uh, this is a uh, edibles expert, as it were, who uh, takes, um, uses uh, marijuana for medical purposes to deal with the pain of having uh, late-stage cancer. And they are quite convinced that the gummies are not just an edible or they're definitely not CBD gummies. So, yeah. So she she was one that had been in touch with a husband whose wife is over there. um, And they were basically saying that the way she's acting, there's no way that they just, yeah, not what they're saying they are anyway. So uh, did so did, did have any of the uh, people that escaped Dallas and got with Savage Dog have any of those people uh, produced any of these gummies? Have the gummies been uh, seen outside of Negative Forty Eight's crew that they could potentially be uh, analyzed by an outside uh, an outside source that would be like reputable? Not really. So, because most of the people that have left Dallas and are in that group, obviously more are joining as they're coming back. But um, the main ones that started the group and um, they were only there for two to three days. Um, they said they didn't get really close to him. They didn't even stay in the same hotel. Um, so it seems to be, he seems to have a really um, close inner circle. And if you get into that inner circle, which from what I can see, those people all provide something to him, um, whether it's, you know, helping him collect donations or organising hotel, food, whatever it is. Um, they seem to be his inner circle. So in order to get into his inner circle, you have to be, like, capable of helping the helping with the logistics of the operation. You have to be able to get money or yep. uh yeah or helping finding um like places to um new lodging new uh shelter uh potentially meals or anything else so it's yeah it seems like he's looking for people to outsource his workflow to and um in exchange for uh you doing work for him you get to hang out with him and since as uh, some of these clips are, we're going to get, to, as some one of these clips we're going to get to in a little bit is basically deifying this man. Uh, it's kind of uh, an exchange where uh, you do work for me, and I, your God, get to be closer to you, which is like really scary and kind of it's 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 really terrifying because of the fact that this is. It took us like four years of QAnon to get to this point, but finally somebody had the ability and desire 
to try to become a real life cult leader in the QAnon movement. And it appears this guy is being successful at it, which is horrifying. And the I talked about this uh, on the regular podcast that all these QAnon promoters who are washing their, their hands of this, it's, it's bullshit because this guy used your shit to become a cult leader. Like this guy didn't have this shtick. He didn't have this act until QAnon came around to give him the act. No one was going to follow the weird Germatria guy until QAnon made Germatria like bigger and more important to more people so that this guy could jump in on it and uh, suddenly become their number-based messiah, which is so, so strange. Yep, definitely. And, like, it seems to, from, you know, everything I've been hearing, it seems to be that he's sort of come onto the scene, you know, six six months, seven months ago, from what I'm hearing people saying that that's when they started following him and listening to him. Um, I heard one guy say that he's, I mean, he was already in the movement himself, obviously, um, before that. But he said from pretty much he started listening to him in September and he's right in his inner circle. And on multiple occasions, I have heard him state he will die for the cause. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the end result of a lot of QAnon, given the fact that people are willing to remain unvaccinated and then will not go to a hospital when they have COVID. And even when their ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine doesn't fix it, they, they tough it out. I mean, and that leads to bad outcomes. Um, So I have a a few more clips here. Uh, This one is uh, a guy explaining what he really wants to happen here, and this is just the naked evil of QAnon for everyone to hear it. From from a QAnon supporter in Dallas just talking about this shit. I just want Donald Trump back. That's all I want. I want Joe Biden to go to jail. I want these people to hang. And you know what? If Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley and JFK Jr. walk out, am I going to be surprised? Not at all. So, uh, getting in JFK Jr. and Michael Jackson back or what is whatever, but Joe Biden and the bad guys hanging and Trump back as the ruler of America, that, that's, that's the good shit. That's the stuff we need. Yeah, well, so he was um, the one that was in, in control of, you know, obviously trying to help take um, negative 48 down and you know he was sitting there you know getting all these people together and you know we need to stop this movement and then he got asked you know is JFK still alive and he's basically like yeah well wouldn't surprise me <laughs> was that, so was that Savage Dog or was that somebody yeah, else that was Savage Dog so that was Savage Dog okay so, so, so even Savage Dog, even the champion of the anti-negative forty-eight people, isn't willing to put it put a firm line in the sand on JFK Jr. being alive or not. Well, that, that is it's funny because the person who actually asked him that question 
was admin of uh, QAnon John's um, chat. Aha. So, and he also said he believes <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> it is amazing, like, how unwilling these people are to ruffle feathers when it comes to their community. I mean, like, because, uh, like, Jordan Sather, he'll he'll just come out and be like, you dum-dums that think that JFK Jr.'s alive are hurting the movement, and I ain't going to tolerate it because we need to be better than that so that the mainstream liberal media run by George Soros doesn't get to call us dumb names and say that we believe in JFK Jr. You're making us look bad. But when push comes to shove and you're actually in the live chat, you got these guys being like, hey, if Michael Jackson... JFK Jr. come out, great, but we're all here for what really matters, and that is the public execution of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. You know, come on, guys. Eyes on the prize. Let's focus on what really matters, which is the brutal death of our enemies. It's funny because at the end of that, Savage, like, he seemed really choked up after that, and he actually ended the chat. <laughs> like, he didn't even say, you know, I'm ending it. He just ended it he just clicked the button he was just yep. so overcome with just emotion over the idea of trump being his president again and seeing all of his enemies like swaying from the gallows that he was just so choked up he couldn't take it and he had to be like guys guys the beautiful vision of all my enemies dead before me i i i i, I need a moment I, I need i need to call the chat off and just catch my breath because just just visualizing my dream scenario of public mass execution. I, I actually it, thought he was going to cry. Oh, like, God. The way he was, I was like, he's going to cry. Like, is he really going to cry? Is he that emotional over this? That is, that is like, terrifying, the idea of being uh, that emotionally invested in violence, in, in being that emotionally invested in people you don't like uh, being jailed or executed for the fantasy crimes you've imagined them committing. That is a sign of not being really that uh, mentally balanced. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, speaking of signs that you're not mentally balanced, uh, here is a terrifying clip of somebody explaining that negative 48 is basically God. Here. Um, that was God. I called uh, the trip guided by God. I still call it that. Michael is speaking to me. God is speaking through Michael. So when Michael speaks to me, I just, I listen to everything he says because I just, I just take it in that God is looking right in my eyes and the, the, you know, the brief moments where like what happened tonight where Michael is sitting there holding my phone and talking and he's, he's looking in my eyes. I'm like, I'm just listening to the, I'm just listening to God speak to me. And I can't tell you how amazing that is. So whatever happens, however it unfolds, I know it's going to be glorious. And, um, I'm anxious like everybody. I, I want answers. Some things are confusing as shit to me. I have to tell you. Um, but I know in the end it's, it's going to be amazing, just like Brian said, and we will reach a point where we won't be confused about anything. Um, if you heard you know, anything in that video 
full D class. It's out there. There's a lot of D class out there already, which just, you know, we just, we're just not spending the time looking at it, but full disclosure <coughs> about everything. Okay, so uh, give us some context to that while I uh, am very emotional and about to start crying. So I need to <laughs> step away from this podcast for a moment. So um, this is probably, so I spend most of my time in this guy's channel. He is very, very close to negative 48. Um, he, I don't know what he actually provides him, but he's definitely a lapdog to him um, and he basically dropped everything and took off up there in a van doesn't have a lot of money some nights he sleeps in his van some nights he's lucky they let him into the hotel um, so and he literally worked so he's the one who said he will die for the cause and he has said it over and over again and you can clearly hear what he thinks about Michael um, so it is a worry. <laughs> I think it is. Every time I hear him, I'm sort of like, oh, my God. Um, so when he talks about the, the full D-class already having happened, uh, what is? do they have any sort of uh, event or uh, claim towards that? Or is that just something that's been just uh, made about a whole cloth? They just, like, plucked it out of the sky and said, yeah. the D-class happened, everybody. They just it out of the sky i mean they've all it's funny listening to his chat and he's got two admins in there and you know he just pops in and out because obviously he's in dallas and he is with michael um so he's off doing things most of the time but he'll pop in and out of the chat and he'll give updates on where they are what they're doing um so that's why i spend a lot of time in there listening to try to find out where they are and what they're doing um, and the other two admins, one of them is just, he's pretty full on. Um, some of the stuff he says, we, I just like, wow. Like, uh, I, mean, I think he makes it up on the spot half the time. Uh, but he has spent a lot of time with Michael as well, so it's hard to tell. Um, but, yeah, so um, as this guy was, basically already red-pilled, but then he met Michael in September and since September he's just, yeah, Michael's God. So Michael just took total control of him at that point. And he'll often say, like, obviously because he does stream into his channel at times and he'll often say, you know, or people will say, oh, can you stream it, can you stream it? And he'll be like, uh-uh, Michael's in a bad mood. I'm not asking him. And they're like, please, just ask him. And nope, he'll give me the evil eye. No, when he's mad, I'm not asking him. No way. And, you know, you sort of go, wow, that's kind of a telling sign that, you know, <laughs> don't ask Michael anything when he's in bad mood. Or if he says no, don't ask. Uh, I love the idea of their prophet being just a grumpy Gus, as it were, where he just, uh, it's like, oh, give us some more Gematria, our great leader. And he's just like, nope, nope, can't do it. Got a headache, drank too much. I'm not feeling it today. Leave me alone. And everyone's like, very well, very well. Our prophet uh, sent directly from heaven at the at the will of God. 
He just needs to hydrate a little and take a little nappy nap, and then he'll be good. So, Well, it's really like, you know, obviously you heard him just say that he thinks he's God, basically, but you've got others who believe he's JFK. You've got others who believe he's Patrick Kennedy. Like they've all got their own, and they're all waiting for him to either, I don't know, what they're waiting for. Like some have talked about that he's wearing a mask and they're waiting for him to rip this mask off. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole lot of – and he plays games. When you hear him speak, he throws things out there that basically could be him saying, yes, I'm JFK, no, maybe I'm God, no, maybe I'm this. And he actually plays you – can, you can see the way he plays with their minds. Yeah, uh, so I have a little clip here. Uh, it's way too long to run in its entirety, and I really didn't chop it up because it's a rambling mess. So whenever I get tired of listening to him talk, uh, I'm just going to stop it. But here is uh, the 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 eye of the storm here, as it were, negative forty one him forty eight himself. Uh, talking about Barbara Bush being transgender or something. I'm going to do it. So we're saying stuff like, not going to do it, not going to do it, got to do it, got to do it. And what did Trump put out twice? I had to do it. We're going, I had to do it, I had to do it, not going to do it. What about the part where it says wouldn't be prudent? Do you ever say that part? Oh, yeah. You say that part. It wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Not with Barb in the bush. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Because there's a Barb in the bush. So what you're saying, Michael, is... What I'm saying is Barb... Has a barb in the bush. True story. A dick. A dick. A prick. A pole. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not me, Jess. Yes, gonna do it. Yes, gonna do it. I am not JFK Jr. Oh, shit. I am yes, That didn't go too well. <laughs> That's how everybody learned how what not and yes means. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, you're hilarious. Well, probably not in POTUS, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, just listening to all of that, it is... I mean, first of all, the, the the fact that he's just killing with these transphobic bullshit jokes about Barbara Bush, just the crowd just just cackling, just howling with laughter at the idea of Barbara Bush being a man or having a penis, as it were. And they're just like, oh, this is so funny. Oh, God, he, he's saying that Barbara Bush is a dude. Oh, that cad. Oh, that scamp. Oh, that crazy negative 48. He's so funny. And then on top of that, you had what you were talking about with the mind games and the and the and the bullshit, where he's talking about how no is yes and yes is no, yeah. and 
I'm, no, I'm not for, uh, no, I'm not JFK Jr. Oops. Oh, oh, I, I may have given up the game there. Oh, I, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. all of that. Like, like if you're trying to follow that, honestly, it sounds like he's trying to imply that he's JFK Jr. himself. Yeah, he has. He has many times. But then he does it in such a way that, you know, people are like, is that what he said? No. Did he? Did he say it like that? Or Because he does play that game like just then when he was doing yes means no and no means yes. So he was saying, you know, I'm not, but I am. But, you know, and he plays this whole game with them. And I think, like, most of them I think are all confused. I don't even think they even know what he's on about half the time. But... There's obviously, like, I heard some of the ladies from the other chat and they, they pretty much said, like, because so Michael, when he did his, um, I don't know, live streams, he had, like, a panda head on. Um, yes, <laughs> there's videos. Um, and so all they could hear was his voice and they said he was they were mesmerised by his voice. So... They said if he hadn't have had that on, a lot of them wouldn't have even gone to Dallas in the first place. Um, but those ladies in the background there that were laughing, like there was only one that was actually in the live stream that was laughing. The rest of those were at the hotel with him laughing. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, like, who is his, like, audience for these kinds of things? Like, is it just, like, some of the inner circle and some other people? Does he... Does he go out and do like meet and greets with like everybody? Like, how does he uh, kind of uh, control the crowd for who gets to be in an audience with him? So apparently, obviously, he's got his inner circle, um, and with those inner circle, you often hear um, them say that they basically get summoned to his room, um, and then they come out, and everyone's like, "Oh, what happened?" And they're all giddy and they're like, oh, you know, can't tell you, can't tell you. Um, when he goes out, obviously, around Dallas and stuff and he speaks, apparently, you know, obviously the crowd just sort of gathers around him and people can't get to hear what he says because, you know, there's so many people around him. But um, it seems like he does summon people. He's in a circle and tells them bits and pieces and he tends to change his mind like he'll say, okay, we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden oh, you know, I've had these numbers come to me and, you know, now we're going to change and we're not going to do that. Now we're going to do this. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's another way you control people is by constantly keeping them on their toes and telling them that you're going to do X and you really do Y. And you said that there is an element of sleep deprivation to all of this. 
Yep. So that's being brought up constantly that he basically keeps them up all hours of the night. Now, there's another thing that's being mentioned. Um, heard it a few times now. Um, so apparently he does training with them. Training for what? Um, you know, all the numbers and, you know, he spends hours with them a day um, somewhere. I don't know whether it's in the hotel um, and he teach the, teaches them like he would be if he was in his online chat, which he's not. Um, so, therefore, he's doing it with the people that he's got there. Um, and so he's doing that apparently daily with them. Um, he has a whiteboard. I've seen him writing it all on the whiteboard. Um, so, yeah, it, it just seems to be sort of, and the audience that I'm I'm picking up on, like especially online, it's it's kind of surprised me because from what I can see, there are a lot of people that have gone through trauma in their lives from what when they tell their stories. A lot of these people um, have either had their family, they're disconnected, obviously because of their beliefs, um, and the other ones are either don't have anyone. Um, and these people, like there are a lot of elderly women. It seems to be more women than men in this movement. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to wrap my head around uh, why people are being pulled into this because I, before we started recording this, I was watching a bit of a video where he was just uh, yelling words and then yelling a number and then yelling another series of words and then yelling the same number, which I took to be that he was doing gematria and showing how all these phrases are linked by a gematria. And it was just like, and just seeing the crowd and how excited they were every time he made a connection from one phrase to the next phrase. Yep. It, it's, it, it's really, it's really, uh, it, it is absolutely a cult because I cannot imagine in a million years uh, seeing somebody doing what this guy is doing and people either ignoring him or, avoiding him and not making eye contact with him because he just sounds unhinged. He just sounds not well. And yet instead of like what should be kind of isolation and being rebuked, uh, everyone's just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life that this guy is just, stringing together sentences and phrases that you have to, you have to really carefully uh, cultivate them and make sure that you get all the letters right so that you can, um, you you can retrofit it. And because that's the thing about the, the gematria that is so obviously ridiculous is that, once this guy, because uh, his last name is incredibly long, so once negative 48 starts with his name, he can just write his name down, come up with a number, then he can write his name down and use his, his middle initial to come up with a different number. 
And then yeah. he can use his full government name if he needs a third number. And this is what makes it so obviously bullshit is that once you have that number, you can backfill any phrases you want into that number as long as you just work at it. I mean, you can just literally, like this guy could, this guy or anybody could just sit down at a table, have the Gerimatria number scale in front of them, and then write down your first phrase, and then come up with 10 more phrases that match that. Because all you're doing is uh, solving an equation. And it's not a very tough equation to solve because you only have 26 variables. And I'm sure that once you get good at Gematria, you learn the values of like really common uh, terms. Like I'm sure the is and of, he probably knows the geometric values of those, uh, those words immediately. He probably knows a lot of these words really easy. So it's super simple to just plug things in to get the right number to make it sound good. Yep. And then, so I, I think I posted this earlier. Um, I found a guy who actually put in, now he didn't go to Dallas, but he actually wrote um, that he felt like part of his hypnotism was that he would keep people up all night long in the live chats repeating over and over and over the sentences and phrases until their brains were absolutely exhausted. Um. So, and that's someone who didn't go to Dallas but just, you know, was obviously listening to his streams and his chats constantly prior to Dallas. Um, so he definitely knows what he's doing. He's definitely just overloading their brains, I think, with the crap that he's spitting out. I mean, I've tried listening to I've got hours of recordings of him and sitting there listening to it, I can't even work out half the stuff that he's saying. Ah, I, I, I mean, I, it, it, he, he sounds like such a slangy con man when I'm listening to him, and his act is, his act is just really obvious to me. It's basically, I mean, the, the, the whole thing where he did that, where he did the, I'm not JFK Jr. Put am I? But I'm not. But am yeah. I? Like it was to me, it was like man. Like this, this really, this felt so just low rent scummy. This is a three card Monty huckster work in the corner on the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, just uh, the kind of guy that when you uh, figure out that he's palming the Queen of Spades, he flips the table and runs away from you. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just wild that. That like this kind of thing, as unpolished and unprofessional, and uh, just just creepy as it is, that you have the other guy uh, talking about how he'd be willing to die for Michael. That Michael, when Michael speaks, he knows that God's voice is coming through Michael's body. It's incredible that someone like him could develop a cult of personality that strong around them yeah and you know and as i think um so he's got another you know follower named prime and he himself has said the exact same thing about michael that you know he sees god you know um when he's around him as well and like i, I don't know because i don't know how they see that with 
with this guy, but, you know, they've clearly, there's something about him. I don't know what it is. Um, but, I mean, the ones that have come back from there, I mean, they're now talking the same way we are, you know, um, and saying, you know, what the hell did we see? Like, what was it? You know, why did we go there? Did, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so was Prime Minister there from the start or did he come to Dallas later? Uh, how, can you tell how long Prime Minister has been uh, working with Negative 48? Well, he's been, he's been definitely promoting him for a while. Um, I'm not sure if he was there from day one, but he's been there ever since. Um, hasn't sort of left Michael's side at all. Um, you know, and I don't know, I, at one point I sort of started to think to myself that he could be one that could be, you know, providing some sort of financial assistance there because he seems to have some money. He's definitely selling, has his own thing of selling hemp products and stuff like that. Um, so it, it kind of made me think that, you know, he's there for that reason. Um, Michael's probably you know, getting something from him. <laughs> but now Prime has come out and said that Michael's God, that he, like, I saw the video where he, like, Prime actually, like, fainted in front of him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it doesn't feel like it's a partnership anymore. It feels like Prime's fully bought into the the fellowship of Negative 48, as it were. Yeah, he it definitely has. Definitely. Like, I mean, I listened to... Um, his live chat the other day and yeah, I was, I don't know, I was kind of laughing, crying, going, what the hell, what the fuck, literally, um, listening to him talk about rubbing Michael's feet and seeing God, why he was rubbing his feet. (laughs) So, um... Is there beyond, of course, the the alleged payout that's going to happen on the twenty second? Has there been any indication of uh, when uh, this is going to wrap up, or are, are we still? Is it is it very much open ended, and like the twenty second is just a uh, another is just another possible like failed deadline? But once it comes and goes, people are going to stick around as. Has anyone said anything like, hey, guys, I got to get back home for Thanksgiving or, look, I can stay until Christmas, but then I got to go see my family then. I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you might have obviously a few people that are probably not in his inner circle, um, but they have now mentioned that they're going to be doing something for Thanksgiving. Um, They're definitely, from what I've heard, they're not going anywhere anytime soon, not after the 22nd. They have no plans to go anywhere. Except for the people that are leaving for Thanksgiving. So, like, well, how obviously, many? Obviously, because people, the people that are going there, um, they're obviously paying their own way. They've been told that if they come, they have to pay their own way. Um, so, obviously, those people, um, I know the ones in the group that I've been following, you know, some of them said, you know, I went there for three days, spent over $3,000. All I've got is a credit card debt and a T-shirt, you know. (laughs) Totally worth it. Yeah. Score, baby. So, so, you know, um, I guess 
there's, you know, those people that are there like that, eventually you'd think they're going to run out of money or they're going to have to come home for jobs or, you know, whatever it is. But at the same time, Michael has come out openly and said you're either all in or you're all out. If you're all in, you stay and you stay until the end. So... Yeah. And, and he and, and he and he's made it clear that he's never going to tell you when quote unquote the end is like exactly. the end is the end is whatever he says it is, and he's yep. never saying it. Yep. So um, and he's come out, you know, and he he's obviously bashed the people who left um, and called them out, um, and you know they obviously were quite upset about that, and that's why they sort of started their own little group and went, you know, well we need to stop try to stop him and, you know, and it's kind of just grown from there. I mean, their group is growing by the day. So there's actually more people in Dallas now than there was at the start of this? It's As I said, it's really hard to tell because, you know, I hear so many people in, in the chat saying, okay, I'm going to be, you know, coming up in the next day or so, you know, is, where do I go? Like they're constantly asking questions and they don't even get give them that much information. They're like, you know, where do I go? What, you know, who is there someone I contact when I get there? And they're, they're really, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, come. But, yeah, you got to make sure you pay for yourself. Um, and, you know, they, they don't really give them much. Um, even last night I heard one of them was talking to Michael in the stream and said, you know, like, you know, where do I go and can I have your number and, you know, because I had it previously because I was there at the start and then I had to leave and Michael was really rude to him. Um, so, yeah. So it, you, it, you, 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 you're not allowed to leave and come back. If you, if you quit. Will, and it, some are if you're in the inner circle. So some of them are. So there was a lady apparently who um, it's kind of a, she apparently paid, she got divorced from her husband and apparently paid for two days of their conference room that they used. Um, so she did have to leave for I don't know what reason, but she did come back and they welcomed her back with open arms, clearly because obviously she's paid big money for stuff. Maybe, you know, it's because she, she might pay again for something else. <laughs> oh, if- you always you always invite the whale back to the poker table after he's dumped a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's standard operating procedure. Yeah. So whereas the other ones that left and have gone to the other group, apparently they got asked, you know, to donate on their second or third day there. They felt like they shouldn't have to donate because they've spent their own funds to get there and pay for the hotel and whatever. So they didn't want anything to do with that. Um, and they left. So, yeah, they're definitely not coming back. Um, yeah. So y- you can see, I mean, apparently um, Michael said yesterday that they went out for lunch. They spent $2,500 on lunch. <laughs> $2,500 on lunch? Yep. Um, he And then, you know, today all of a sudden I saw the donation thing go up going, you know, we need donations again, and it's like, yeah, well, clearly, um, you're obviously spending up big. I've also heard, um, which is a little concerning, I guess, that he's having meetings with different people in restaurants, um, 
hotels. So I have no idea what's going on in these meetings, um, but it has been brought up a few times about that, that he's meeting with people. Um, so let's hope he's not trying to organise something to stay there forever. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the deal with the Trump coins and the argument that Negative 48 was having with someone who said they bought a bunch of them and they wanted to know what was going on with them? So originally she went into um, the other guy's chat who's in his inner circle and asked if she could speak to him. And he was like, oh, Michael doesn't just, you know, come on and speak whenever you, you know, click your fingers. Um, so she- oh, 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 take take a, take a number, honey. Take a number. <laughs> the, the, so- the, the, boss, the boss will speak to you when he sees fit. Yeah, exactly. And so she sort of just got, you know, okay, whatever. Um, and then obviously when he had his live chat last night, she's gone, oh, wow, he's on. And she's jumped in and gone, you know, wow. Um, and so she brought up about the coins, which so apparently he recommends, you know, certain sites to get them from. And so she went and purchased these coins from one of the sites he directed her to. It's been two months. She hasn't received them. Um, and then he went into this whole lot of, uh, I don't even know, this just full of crap that he just spewed out of his mouth um, and then told her to take screenshots and send them. And she was saying, you know, I feel like I've been made an idiot out of. I wanted, and I wanted to tell my son for once that, you know, I've done something good and I, you know, thought I could get rich really quick with these Trump coins. And now he's going to think I'm an idiot. And he just basically like babbled on about all these other shit and just ignored her, didn't give a shit that she's lost her money. And and then he said, you know, if you do get more, they're going to be worth more money further down track. Um, so I really felt for her. And the ladies in the background, again, were all giggling and laughing, you know. Uh, that God, it is It's so weird to me to think that, like, you just have this guy that's, like, the leader and he just has this retinue of people that are just – around him at all the time and laughing at all of his jokes and, and just um, whoever he's yelling at, they're dunking on that person too. And they're being like, you get him, you get him, you get her, Michael, you get him, you get him negative 48. You got this. You're, you're the man. You're, you're literally God's agent on earth. This is all you buddy. You're a winner. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's it's so weird that you have a, a cult that's led by a guy that seems so needy and desperate for people to validate him and tell him that he's a beautiful baby boy. I mean, it's that's yeah. so strange. He's definitely all about control. I mean, I think, you know, listening, as I said, listening to these um, chats that I'm in, you know, I call them, I guess I call, they have, they look, these chats, some of them run for 16 hours a day. Sometimes they leave them running all night. I've been in them where people are actually falling asleep and snoring in them. Um, and so at certain times of the night, you, I call it grandma's knitting club, um, but knitting club on speed, basically. Um, knitting club, knitting club on uh, drug laced gummies. Yeah, they're like full on, and they get into all this crap. But 
Then you hear the ones that, you know, uh, will start telling stories about their family members who are sick um, or they've got COVID. Um, you know, they bring up the med beds, don't, don't take them to a hospital, don't get it done. You know, they're coming any time now. Then you hear the ones with COVID who have died. They'll say, okay, I want to understand. You know, I thought, you know, this was all a plan, but why has my, you know, auntie or my uncle or whoever it is just died from COVID if this, you know, if there's some sort of plan? And, you know, their response every single time is we're at war. There are going to be casualties. People are going to die. And every time I hear it, I just want to <laughs> scream and, you know, like shake these people. <laughs> What good are you as my as my cult leader if you're not going to save me and my family from the enemy's murder plague? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're at war, then let's start winning. Yeah. How about that? Well, let's start that winning. Funny? it's funny that, you know, well, it seems to be the only ones that are dying are on their side. <laughs> like. <laughs> we're, we are, you need to shut up because we're at war and we are losing badly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's kind of insane to hear all that. Like, it, it's a constant thing. I reckon you hear it in there at least once or twice every day. Someone will bring it up. I mean, the other day they made a woman go and get her husband from the hospital. Um, they, like, you know, go and get him right now, get him out of there, you know, they, they'll kill him, you know, like, and then she came back and she's like, yep, yep, I managed to get him out and, uh, you know, and you just sit there and listen to it and just go, oh, my God, they're killing their own families. They are killing their own families. This is insane. Oh, God, it is... Uh... It's not great, and I mean, we'll we'll see what happens in three days when uh, they commemorate when they commemorate uh, JFK's death, um, which is it's going to be interesting because the JFK conspiracy theorists they tend to flock towards the grassy knoll on eleven twenty two, and they lay wreaths of the grassy knoll and. Ooh. Do the whole, we don't, for, we'll never forget. We'll keep fighting for truth. We will eventually prove that Oswald didn't act alone. So you're going to have those people in Daily Plaza. And I assume that negative 48 and his crew are going to be there too, waiting for JFK Jr. or someone to come striding out of the grassy knoll and, letting everybody know that Trump's the president now or something. And so that's going to be quite the meeting of the minds because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a JFK uh, assassination conspiracy theorist for a long part of my life. Uh, I know what it was like to live that live in that world. And I got to say that I would be offended to be in a room with people that thought that JFK Jr. was alive and that his plane he faked his death, that guy's because back when I was like trying to trying to prove that the CIA whacked the president, uh, I mean, that was to me like an honest like search for evidence and information and understanding. Whereas JFK Jr. stuff is a total LARP. It's a fantasy. I mean, it's it's an impossibility. Um yeah. like the, the, I think that's one of the reasons one of the things about the JFK assassination that makes it uh, 
in, in, like a kind of a, a beginner's guide to getting into conspiracy theories is that it's plausible. Uh, if you watch the film of him getting shot, his head snaps back when he gets hit and in your lizard brain translates that to a shot from the front, knocking his head backwards. Um, there was, I, I, I don't exactly know the physical location of this person, but I think they were, because if you watch the video, right after the, right after Kennedy gets shot, the car goes under a bridge. I think this guy who was uh, broadcasting for like a local radio outlet was on that bridge and he's uh, doing play-by-play of the motorcade, basically. And literally after the shooting, which he doesn't hear because he doesn't know what's going on, but he says, it appears something has happened in the motorcade route. I repeat, something has happened. There are policemen rushing up the hill alongside Simmons Freeway. So like the first report, the first eyewitness report of, of, Kennedy's assassination is a guy making the statement that people are running up the hill, which is the grassy knoll. So, I mean, like, like this, and, and that's the thing. If you watch, like, all the videos in the aftermath of the shooting, there's a mob of people running towards the grassy knoll. They think there's a shooter up there, and they're going to kick that guy's ass for shooting the president. And... See, like you just have like so much stuff to work with that you can have as a basis for this theory. Whereas on the other side, you have people obsessed with Tiffany blue boxes and thinking that Vincent Fusca is JFK Jr. 20 years after the fact. And that this incredibly famous son of a fallen president just uh, dipped into the shadows for a couple decades. Well, it kind of, um, the one thing I do find, like, uh, and it doesn't really make sense to me, is, so if you saw the footage of them where they he got them all to line up, did you see that footage? That footage was super creepy. Okay, so he got them all to line up. He told them they weren't allowed to look down, they weren't allowed to look up, and they weren't allowed to turn around. And he then stood there and spoke to each one one by one, and got them to turn around and he pointed to some pyramid that was on top of a building and basically what he was telling them is that the Illuminati um, erect one of those pyramids wherever they actually kill somebody. Um, so to me he's basically telling them that, you know, they erected it because they killed, assassinated JFK, but yet we're all standing here waiting for JFK to what arrived from the dead? I don't know. It's kind of just like, huh? What? Well, I think they're saying. That he, I think that they're saying that um, the pyramid. That's for like JFK Senior, but JFK Junior is the one who's alive. No, they think they're both alive. Oh, oh, th- oh! Thank fucking god! Oh god! Oh, yeah, that- no, it's both. It's both. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, someone someone pointed out that that's just a building and that you, it, it, you, you really have to work at it. You have to look at it. You have to look at everything from the exact right angle to get that quote-unquote pyramid to line up behind the Texas School Book Depository and then yeah. to line up with Daily Plaza. 
Uh, I mean, if you uh, like, there is uh, like there are obelisks near Daly Plaza, and that's another thing that these people are obsessed with is obelisks, and that like the bad guys um, place obelisks in locations in order to like denote their uh, like the power of the uh, of the Illuminati. And uh, there's like there's like a reflecting pool and all this other stuff, and um, there's an obelisk right there. So I mean, that's one of the again, that's one of those like things where it's like if you if you need to prove that the the bad guys were doing the thing, uh, I, yeah. If you if you like look at Wikipedia, you see the building behind it's like the Wikipedia photo of Neely Plaza has that building that is in no way a pyramid you you have to crop it because it's just uh, a regular building that then uh brack that the 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 top point of the building is a triangle so you have to you have to get low enough under the texas school book depository to like shave off that uh the straight lines of the building so you only see the um the pyramid of that blue glass building behind it and it's god it's so it's just it's just so desperate it's just it, it it's just people looking for something to validate their belief and that's and they're just crazy about it yeah. so uh i guess we will um i mean we'll see, we'll we'll see what our uh, schedules look like given the whole australia versus america thing yeah. and all well, the I rest think- of it I do actually finish work in a couple of weeks, which is good to say. Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So we will, well, but we will try to reconnoiter next week. And if that doesn't work, we'll do something as soon as we can. Because uh, we, we'll, we will have to, um, we'll have to talk about the big payoff after uh, the 22nd. We will have to, um, We'll have to see what happens when uh, JFK's limo doesn't arrive through a time vortex and negative uh, 48 doesn't rush up to the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository and punch time warp Lee Harvey Oswald uh, to prevent him from killing the president. And then it fixes the time streams and we don't invade Vietnam and all that good stuff or whatever they're planning on doing. So, yeah, we will. We'll, and, and we'll have to see because we'll maybe. They maybe it'll still wrong yet. What'd you say? They may actually go to the ball yet. Oh yeah, well we may have the ball. Yeah, so we may have the ball. We may have the JFK Junior's uh, now ninth or eighth expected return. There'll be a lot of things that will have happened in three days' time. So sometime next week we may have to do another one of these and uh, continue to keep uh, up to date with the events of Negative Forty Eight's Dallas-based QAnon cult, as it were. Yeah. And I keep saying, as it were, people who've talked about that tick of mine are right. And every time I hear myself say it, I'm like, God damn it, I did it again. So uh, so uh, thanks for uh, taking an hour or so of your time here to talk to me about this. Uh, uh, FBI, Dallas police, anybody who wants to get involved, please fucking do. Because this is um, a great situation that, that's super scary. I do know, I think I uh, told you that um, I've managed to get these people from the group to contact the FBI now. Um, Great. So um, they are definitely doing that, which um, 
you know, I'll sort of, when I first pushed it, they were kind of like, no, no, they're like, you know, the deep state. And I was just like, no, <laughs> no. Um, so I kind of kept pushing it, but they have actually done it now. So. Great. That is good news. So hopefully next week's status report will be a good one. Uh, and not just, not just because JFK Sr. came back and is now the president again or something. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I will I will uh, talk to you later, and I will t- and I will we will uh, we will be there for all our listeners uh, sometime next week. The regular episode with Sarge and L will obviously be out uh, Wednesday night slash uh, Thursday morning, as always. And uh, me and Karma talking about Dallas. Maybe it'll happen next week. Maybe it'll be later. Who knows? But we will try to keep the, uh, we will try to keep folks up to date on what's going on down there as events warrant. And we will uh, catch you all later. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.